Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome to the first bonus episode of Let's Be Clear, where we will be doing interviews. I am so excited about this portion. It will include all different kinds of people, guys and girls from all different walks of life and backgrounds and career fields, etc. But I decided to start off with a bang. And the first interview is with my girl, Carly Summers. You guys, you're in for a serious treat. Carly and I have known each other since we were kids. Poor Carly. As our older sisters were best friends starting in middle school. Both middle children, both slightly rebellious. Yes, maybe a little bit. Um, Both navigating the path of being an entrepreneur and seeing how God has just connected us is so cool to me and such an encouragement. Anyway, I'm so excited for y'all to just be able to listen to her because her spirit is very contagious. She is definitely inspiring to me, and I think you will listen to this and be so encouraged. She's the definition of wild and free, yet wholly devoted, and I'm so much better for knowing her. She's a designer, a photographer. She owns her own company, which is a boutique styling firm, Carly Page Interior Styling and Photography, and she just got a brand new office, which we are recording in. Y'all, I wish you were here in person. It's amazing. But she's basically a boss. So I'm so excited that we are together and um, that I get to interview you. So y'all welcome Carly to the show. Hey, friends. What's up, girl? Don't you wish people were here? I kind of do. This is so much fun. You were going to make me tear up talking about me. That well, was precious. Isn't that nice? It it's always nice. weird to introduce yourself, though, which I'm totally going to make you do, so I'm very sorry. Okay. You know, but Where I do you want gonna, me to start? Just tell us a little bit, like, who are you, uh, which is a big question. I know, it is. But, like, what um, What do you want people, if no one had met, if someone was not familiar with who you are, what you do, What's like a brief intro that you could give them? Okay, so this is so funny because every person that I meet, and this is so funny because so much of what I do is like about my business, but so much about like of who I am is like my life and like what I walk through. So every person that meets me is going to know I'm in recovery. So nine years sober. See, look, I even get choked (laughs) up because God's so good. Um, Nine years sober. Actually, this Thursday will be my nine year sobriety birthday. Okay, Jesus, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's just been such a cool journey that nine years ago, I was like on the brink of homelessness and now I design homes. Like how cool is Jesus and the juxtaposition? So like that's the first thing people get to know about me is that there's like a story to how I got to where I am. And yeah. I think a lot of times, especially with social media and all that, people will say, oh my God, you have all this this business and so much success. Well, it took a long time to get here. Yeah. And um, it's all Jesus. Like I surrendered my life completely at 22. And now I have the immense blessing of doing what I do now. So yeah, I'm an interior designer and interior photographer and we do styling. I have a five person female team. They're incredible. Um, and yeah. That's just that a little is, bit about me. Married that, to John Summers. He's yes. my rock. He's precious. I want to be able to do what I do if it wasn't for him. He's so steady. He's precious. Oh my gosh. What a story. <laughs> like I think about that and honestly having a front row seat to seeing that. Um, it's so cool. I mean, it's just like the redemption of Jesus just so out loud. And one thing I've always, I feel like 
the Lord has redeemed, like you have, you're such a wild and free person and that's seen in your photography and your styling and all that kind of stuff. But I love that it was birthed out of a need because that's, you know, the same for with clearly stated. I've seen that like out of our own need comes how he like gifts us with these things, yeah. you know? I love the definition um, wild and free. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to take that. That's who you are. percent. I, I am like, it's a wild woman. Like but always like, happens. But that's what God wants for us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think as females too, um, is that we feel like that's like, a, that can have such a preconceived connotation, yeah. you know? But like, he wants us like that. I always have this, like this imagery and it's totally you by the way yeah. carly has like incredible blonde hair and it's long she's tall and i feel like it's like her frolicking through a field but just like beauty you know and and that's what we are created for so but and you just moved into a new new home right almost i closed this friday okay and then yeah so we're on a journey i live on uh the, what they call the grid and it's like yeah. right beside the university and it's so that my bible study girls that i lead on wednesday night can all walk to my house from their houses and from the dorms and all that so we're still staying where we are but it's a hundred year old house and taking Whoa. a i know taking a big leap but that's like scary. the theme of your life and your business i think which is restoration like, oh it I totally mean, is like but, bringing like dead things to life. Yeah, but you know, in order to have that, which isn't that one of your favorite scriptures with Second Corinthians? Five, I always think yes. yes. <laughs> when I see that scripture, I always think about you, like the newness, you know. Yeah. And but I I think it's so neat. It's like you don't you're not obsessed with like you the clean slate, like the mercy that's there. But you literally go, okay, Lord, this is what was. And so incorporating that into the character. Like you I'd know. I'd my life. Yeah. Well, like building off of like my foundation. Like I have zero shame about my past of like yeah. DUIs, rehab, nights in jail. I mean, you would never think that looking at this like this office, you yeah. know, that that was my life. And so it's so cool to have zero shame about your past, but building on top of it and building a foundation on it. You okay, know. but I'm going to ask you a hard question. How do you get there? Because even like I, some one thing I struggle with is, is shame, you know, like not realizing that like God's glory and faithfulness, like that is like when we are, when we are loud and real and raw, like what this podcast says about what we've walked through, like that's not, um, we should never hide in that, you know, but how, like, are there some practical ways or how do you feel like the Lord has helped you really like embrace that and not be ashamed of what you walk through? Well, I think, you know, nine years ago, I was 22 years old and I'm 31 now. Um, and I had to make a really hard choice. And, you know, a lot of 22 year olds, you've only had one year of drinking legally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and you're <laughs> legally. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that is the time like where you're, it's almost like I call it my like Carrie Bradshaw moment. Like, oh, yeah. I like, go to New York City and have cocktails with my friends. But like, I wasn't the normal girl who could just have like a cocktail. It was like 12 right. <laughs> um, yes. mixed with other things. Just passionate. Yeah. But the know, thing is, is, at 22, I had to literally give up, not just part of that life, all of it. And I surrendered yeah. everything and I chose to give up everything so that I could receive everything. And I think I have to remember how wow. hard that was. But with that, I don't have to carry shame of it anymore because now do I still have qualities from the past where I struggle with anger or, you know, depression or things like that, but they're never qualities that last too long because I've realized that shame is not a quality of God. That's right. He never has given me that feeling as part of my identity in him. Yep. And so if I ever start to feel an ounce of shame, I'll honestly, I'll drop to my knees like... 
in my Bible study, like all the girls, like they'll talk about things that they're walking through. And I'm like, have you gotten on your knees yet? And really it's like, wow. I, I took this quote from someone that gave it to me a while ago. The best place is on your face. And mm. like, <laughs> so true. I will follow it's my so face yeah. and rebuke shame. And it, yeah. it's just so I've, and it took me a long time. Like in the very beginning of my walk with Jesus, I wasn't like screaming from the rooftop. I'd been to rehab twice, you know, right. Of course, I was, yeah. I was I remember dating my husband and being like, oh my God, how am I going to tell him I went to rehab twice without sounding like... Does he know what he's in for? (laughs) Yeah, like a crazy girl. And the thing is, is when I asked for opportunities to share my story, God gave them to me. And when I did, that's when the the day I told my husband I'd been to rehab twice, he told his roommate, I'm going to marry this girl. And it's like when you walk in the truth Mm -hmm. of who you are, and not the lies of what the enemy said. And you, it's not that I'm proud that I went to rehab twice. I mean, that was a pretty low moment of my life, but I'm proud of how far I've come. So I feel zero shame about it. And so it's yeah. just really like allowing it. I mean, everyone knows I'm like a recovering or recovered alcoholic drug addict. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of it. Because but that's not the banner that you walk in. You yeah, know I'm I mean? redeemed. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's cool too how like, one thing that I constantly remind my own heart is that healing is a process. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have those moments where Satan's like, hey, remember when this happened? Or, you know, you, you, something comes back to you and, or you have that, you're like, gosh, how far would I be if I wouldn't have done this? Right. Or where would I be? But I mean, we all know that it was those things that like the gratitude of where we are now. I mean, for both of our stories, but like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's like, man, Lord, I knew you were kind. I knew you were generous. I knew that you were faithful, but whoa, I'm getting a first, like first row seat to the fact that like you are using me despite myself. And oh, I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Half the time I'm like, imposter. I'm like, you sure? <laughs> sure. Lost. Which you struggle with that too, right? Imposter well, yeah, syndrome. Imposter syndrome is yeah. huge. And, and I will say like, you know, I did get to photograph your wedding. And I got a front row to see so to your wedding. And just watching like your redemption story. And like that, yeah. I get teary eyed thinking about you walking yeah. down the aisle. I mean, it was beautiful. So see, I'm an emotional person. But no, that, that means yeah. you're alive. I, or that's what I tell my husband. I'm like... Um, the more I cry, that means the more alive I am. He's like, is that what we call it? Oh my God. <laughs> Bring like, it. I love that. Yes. I'm alive. I yes. love it. Like, no, the like, deeper you feel is, but like that empathy, which I think empathy is so often birthed out of the redemption we had to have ourselves. Oh yeah. You I know? love that. Like, I mean, because think about it. Like, I mean, anyone I talk to, I'm like, look, you can roll out the biggest skeleton. I promise you. I can't, I can either compete with you or I'm just going to sit here and go, I am so first off the courage that it took to talk about that. B, the transparency, like, and the vulnerability. Like, I don't, I feel closer to people. And they're like, this is where I'm at. I'm like, look, we can sit, we can get on face together. Like, yeah. we can go to God together and he's got this. And, you know, I think that's just, it goes, it's all, I feel like everything often goes back to trust. Like, do you trust that God is big enough to where he wants you to go and that he's big enough to redeem that's what scary. you walk through? Yeah. Oh, 100%. super scary, but it's, I have to, you know, a lot of times I would have, like, young women ask me like so what is trust in God what is having faith and you know I think it's like easy to have like the Christianese definition and like yeah. believing in things unseen right I'm, and I'm what like what do I do with that and I'm like I don't I can't work with that so I yeah. just have to rely on where I have trusted in God like at 22 years old sitting in a, a detox center in Florida being like okay God I have two pairs of clothes a Jesus calling and 
like a Bible and I just had to trust him. And then, I mean, look at my life and you know, and I did trust him and then the flow of him just came from it. Which when you, and that was, so you were, you went to Haiti. Do you think about Haiti often? All the time. Really? Like almost every day. Do you have like a memory that just floods your mind? Yeah. I mean, you know, part of my story is, um, that I was actually assaulted in college and that's what started my road down to, uh, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And I did those things before, but it got heavier once that incident Coping. happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I can remember being in Haiti and y'all, I was on this abandoned bus with women from like 14 to 70 years old. And I was teaching an English class, which oh I could gosh. barely. What version of English are we? Well, no, no. They would be like, they, they had these books. They'd say, Miss Carly, what is a conjunction? I'm like, I don't know. We don't need to know. Let's <laughs> next. And I mean, it was, it was hilarious that they had me teaching an English class. I mean, by the end of it, they were all saying y'all. Um, so, wow. But I, that this, is amazing. The second part is that we would teach the Bible. And this was my yeah. first time ever teaching. And it's so funny. I'm like teaching and I have an interpreter. And I remember teaching the book of John chapter 8. And it's yeah. where the woman is pulled out in the street after, you know, being caught, being a prostitute. And, you know, Jesus shielding her, saying, get up, send no more. Um, and I really related to that, but I also had to realize that she got there, not because she chose to be, that wasn't her like little girl dream. I want to grow up and I want this to be my profession. Something happened to her along the way that got her to this place. And so I could relate to that. And I've been in some pretty sticky situations and, uh, they're not where I felt like I was supposed to be, but it's just where I ended up. And so I was able to share with these women what had happened to me and that it had happened like five years before that. And it was the first time I'd shared it in a way. And I felt the Holy Spirit move through me and say, through your story, you can give me glory. How are you going to use it? Mm. You know what? It makes me tear up thinking about it. And I can remember looking at this woman and saying, if something has been stolen from you, or if you ended up in places that you never thought you would imagine, come up and we can pray restoration and redemption over your life in the name of Jesus. And women from 14 to 70 years old were coming up. And I got to lay my hands on them and use my testimony to help bring glory to the kingdom. And at that moment, I knew, Carly, this is what your life is about helping people break the chains that the enemy tries to hold you down with. And I, after that, I mean, that's when I kind of lost the shame. Yeah. It's when I realized that God uses my mistakes for his message. Yeah. And I mean, that moment changed my life forever. So yeah. Which I mean, like the bravery though, that it takes to, to like you were saying, how, like how that, what you just said, like initially starting that with like, how do I trust God? I think like, our, our brave responses are in are going, Lord, I trust you with where I'm about to go. I'm just going to go. Like, I'm going to leap. I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to, I'm going to voice this. Like our stories, which one of my favorite um, quotes is our stories are verbal acts of hospitality, like ushering people into a place and saying, look, you are welcome here and you are welcome here. Cause I'm about to strip this raw and just, we're just going to go there. Oh yeah. Like we're going to go to the deep place because good things don't happen in shallow water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like none of us want to stay in the shallow end, but like it requires our bravery to go deeper, you yeah. know? It's and huge. you are such an example of that. You're kind. Seriously. I constantly, think, I'm like, what would Carly do? <laughs> I'm like, which is slightly scary. <laughs> Don't always, don't always do what do. I do. I'm, she did say that I am a wild woman. A wild woman, so, but yeah. in the best way. Yeah. No, but I need a big part of what you're doing so much now is interior design. Yeah. And the new book, which the day that I'm interviewing you is the day that it actually releases, which is so cool. So we, we're kind of getting to celebrate so, okay. together. So that's fun. Um, but how do you bring focus to a space? Like I just think 
you know, a lot of us struggle with, we, we want our homes to be, or our workplaces, wherever it is. Like, are there some tips that you have for um, people listening to bring more focus to a space? What would you say? Yeah. I mean, the number one thing that I can think of is like, it's a term that I use with a lot of my clients and it's creating your own sacred space. And like, for me, like home didn't feel settling. The word home almost brought anxiety because I moved, I think like 10 to 13 times during my nine, during my years of uh, drugs and alcohol. And so like home was never a place that felt sturdy. Right. So I always like when I have like consultations with my clients say like to create a sacred space. And so not everyone has the funds to create, you know, an entire house. So that has like perfectly styled everything, but I always like encourage people to have that quiet corner. Yeah. So it's like that one chair that you can sit up and you know that right when your butt hits the seat, the presence Mm -hmm. of God just like fills you. And like, you can go to Goodwill, you can go to Habitat for Humanity, find a chair that like speaks to you to make sure it's steam cleaned. You you don't know what kind of critters are living in there, but (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, and you create a little place for yourself to sit and have peace. And so for me, I have a couple places in my house. Like I love to create like little like sitting areas uh-huh. where yeah. I just sit down and I know that like even like when I'll have like anxiety like I sit in that place in my house and it just floods away it's like a place that I've created that like this is my place of comfort so like like for focus like it's focusing in on creating that one space in your house where you know when your butt hits the seat you feel the presence of the Lord yeah um that's probably like my biggest tip and like you don't need an interior designer to do right. that right you know, just kind of create something that just makes you feel good it doesn't yeah. have to be pinterest worthy it doesn't have to be instagram worthy it just needs to be worthy of where you feel worth yeah you know? i think that's i mean i can relate to that so much because i think i get the question a lot about okay well how are you so intentional with god or how, where do you do your quiet time or how do you make space for it and i think a big thing i had to realize was you know i needed to create a space where i had my i knew what i was going to read i had my bible already there i had a candle already ready to lit I mean, light, whatever, you know, like yeah. I had a space that felt sacred, like yeah. you said, and it was, it was a sanctuary and it, it wasn't even that pretty, which it really could have used your help, but I knew what I was going to do there. Yeah. And so I didn't have to, like, I didn't wake up and go, man, I want to do this, but I don't have this space already ready. Yeah. But, and that can be anywhere. Like you said, it doesn't have to be expensive. No. It's just about what is a place where you'll allow yourself to really focus on what matters open the word and just be quiet. Yeah. Which I struggle with being quiet. So Same. I think I think that's just so crucial, which in our, you know, world which I wanted to ask. I mean, if anybody looks you up, they know you are I hate this word. I do. And you know it's coming in yeah, influencer. But you get it a lot. Yeah. Like what has that been hard? I mean, do you feel like it almost accidentally happened? Like what did that, you know, just kind it hundred percent accidentally happened. <laughs> um, I was like, how do people even search to be like an, an inf- like, you know what I mean? I started I like Instagram really like nine years ago. Yeah. And I mean, if you scroll too far back, you're going to see pictures of like my cat sitting in my dorm room <laughs> sink, you know, right. or, uh, you, you know, it's, it's not, it's not pretty. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, part, it's just part of it. But I actually started reading a book called the power of a praying wife. And Stormy and Martian. Yes. So good. And there was a quote in the book, and it says, if you allow your husband to be the head of the home, it allows you to be the heart. And I read that. Oh, I just got chills. I know. And I, totally and I read that, and what it meant for me is, and I'm not going to say I'm the hostess with the mostest. That's just not my gifting. Yeah. But, like, what it meant for me to create a home that had heart in it. And so I started, like, posting that on Instagram, and, like, this was 
six years ago. Wow. Posting it on Instagram, sharing just like, I mean, and I probably posted too much, but just like my home and my quiet corners. And, and then people are like, oh my gosh, can you do that for me? Yeah. And it did accidentally happen. And you know, the thing is, is I don't ever like call myself an influencer. Like, no. you know, and, and it's funny because I feel like I, I'm a business, I'm a brand, but you know, the term influencer, I think we are actually all influencers. If you have 20 followers, you are influencing the people that look at your stuff. That's so right. it's for me, I look at it, and I remember in 2017, my Instagram had grown, I think it was like at 80,000. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, what's next? Like, what? where do you have me going? And he's like, I have 80,000 people sitting waiting for you to share about me. Oh, and that's I was so like, good. oh, God, okay, Lord. And then yeah. he also said, and just be prepared if it gets taken away one day. This is not where your treasure lies. Oh, that's so important. And so when I realized that, Instagram is a great bonus and this influence is a great bonus for my business. But in the end of the day, like all that matters is like my daily life. That's right. And sharing Jesus and like the biggest influence in my life is Christ. So I'd have to make sure that that's my biggest influence like in my business. I love that. And I think one thing that you said is that it started like it was sparked out of your own joy of just creating a home. Yeah. So like that passion and that excitement and that joy and just the heart felt like this is what brings me peace this is what makes my husband happy this is exciting for me and just sharing that and I think when it starts to become you know when your focus is then I keep using that word I'm sorry it's It's just in my headspace but when you when that when your focus becomes oh how can I have more followers or you know that pressure that you put on yourself that joy that you lose in the process you know I think that's where you know like what good is it if we gain the whole world and lose our soul? I think about yeah. that question all the time from scripture, you know? Um, but I just love that you, you know, like show up there and, and you always like, I just love that your captions invite people to say, look, this is a picture, but what this picture really represents is this is where I'm at. This is what I'm walking through or y'all I'm struggling with this today. And so it's always, a, you know, once again, taking their hand and inviting them to the deep end. And yeah. I just think that's really important. Well, yeah. even yesterday I posted on my Instagram and it was just, it was on stories and it was like this fleeting moment. And I just felt like I needed to pray for discipline, yeah. but also a spirit of thankfulness. And then I just yeah. asked my Instagram, I was like, how can I pray for you today? And I yeah. had 60 people send me t- and I sent a text prayer to every single one of them. And like literally, that I was like, so awesome. I was emotional, like texting these strangers, like praying for them. And I mean, they're like, some of them are going through IVF. Some of them are, you know, and it's like, how do you use your influence? And it's like literally the simplest act to be like, how can I pray for you today? And it, Which, it blessed know, me more than it did them probably. Doesn't it always? I yeah. mean, and I think one thing I have to really, I try and keep at the forefront of my mind is if I ask that question to my audience, and like you said, if you, if you have two people that follow you, you are a leader. I d- like you I just tell it all the time. Like you are a leader, and if you don't realize that you're a leader, then you're leading, and you're you're probably not unsure. It's you don't realize the direction that you're. You're leading not walking in. in your calling. You know that's right. The authority that we lead. have, yeah. Um, but just you know, like the it, when you're asking that is is realizing the sincerity behind it. And if you say that, then you really need to step up and pray for those people. Like you do. that's not a blanket question. Like, how can I pray for you? Thanks for the responses. Goodbye. Have a yeah. good day. You know what I mean? Like this was not a, just a question to make me like, this is a genuine, like, Hey, how can I get on my knees for you? Where are you at? What are you going through? And then I'm always just so humbled by people's responses. I mean, yeah. just cause everyone's walking through something they really are. like if we just took a minute and like you and I are sitting here looking at each other face to face and we got level with anybody we I think just everybody's respect and kindness would change yeah you know totally. which um 
I wanted to also ask, like, I think you're such a, I feel like you often talk about the kindness of God, just that you've seen it in your story. And we kind of briefly touched on that just through his redemption and and what you've walked through. But like, what is a way that right now you've seen his kindness just continually show? I mean, it's so funny that you, that like I equate kindness with conviction. I think sometimes, um, (laughs) that is that's good. I wasn't it's, expecting yeah. that answer. Um, I am like, for me, like conviction is something that like I crave, which is kind of strange. Wow. Um, but when you go through the process of like rehab, you the biggest thing that they teach you is self-awareness. And so like I'm constantly asking God to like convict me of things. Um, not in this like uh, like shame on you kind of thing. It's like, no. Lord, I want to, I'm like constantly in this mode. Okay, how can I look more like Jesus? How can my life yeah. look more like Christ? Right. Um, and so I'm, uh, his kindness right now is his conviction in my life yeah. because I know that he's present and it's not like all like fluffy and butterflies, but the result is fluffy and butterflies. I don't know how to explain. Oh, so, that's so good. Okay. So for instance, like I've been so stressed out about moving and how my new house is going to look and the design. And I started to create an idol out of it. And it's yeah. like, how am I going to make this to please my own eye? How right. am I going to make this to like show my Instagram followers like that I'm doing something bigger and better than my old house and I mean it's so almost humbling and embarrassing to say that out loud I can't help it some of it is just I'm born to create but then the Lord said like what does this have to do with me like you are how are like you creating this space to glorify me and not yourself and so when I felt that conviction it's like okay Lord like how can I turn this around and make it about you? How can I use these gifts? And I've had a sweet friend tell me that this is my platform design, but how do I turn it and make it about him? And so through his conviction, I felt his kindness because he's constantly pointing me towards him. So I know that's kind of like, sometimes it feels like a juxtaposition, but it's so good to know that he's close and convicting me because I know that. And and I don't feel shame for it. Right. So, and I don't feel guilt because that's not a quality of God. Right. But the conviction like pushes me towards his kindness because I know he cares for me. Well, that just shows honestly to me immediately. I was like, that's spiritual maturity because like that is all throughout Proverbs. It talks about, you know, that a parent's love is seen as and how he like, and how he disciplines his children. So as our heavenly father disciplines us, that is his love out loud saying, look, you can trust what I'm doing in your life, you know? And one thing that, that just reminds me that the Lord really like recently has been trying to kind of change my definition of, um, repentance because for so long, you know, I had that like, Oh, like Baptist preacher in my head. And I'm like, Oh, it's, you know, just a very like stereotyped definition. And the Lord was like, repentance clear is literally just saying there's a gap between you and I, and I miss you. So I Mm want to close it. And so when you repent, you turn towards me and then we get to walk closer together. Yeah. And I love you so much. I don't want any distance. Yeah. So whatever it takes, whatever it requires. And sometimes it seems radical. Like sometimes that conviction, we're like, Lord, is that? And he's like, oh yeah, anything that separates you from me, you don't need it. Yeah. And he means it. I know. You it's know? scary too. It is. It makes me think of Hebrews, I think it's 12, 11. It's like, though we go through like a period of discipline, there's like fruit produced at the end. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, all right, like Lord, the discipline has lasted long enough. Where my fruit? <laughs> I'm really good. I would really like a harvest uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yes. And then that also deals with my patience issue, which right. is not my strong suit. But right. you know, it's like, it's so, yeah. That's where I'm at. Which it's isn't kind of it funny how when we see other people's harvest, we think it was immediate. Yeah. Like you walked outside and there was an apple orchard and you just got to pick them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that must be nice. Yeah. Well, where's mine? Yeah. You know, God's like, she's been waiting for, 
for eight years. So yeah. you just keep on plowing the field. And you know what? It's going to happen. Yeah. And it sometimes is. that harvest doesn't even look like, I feel like in my own life I've seen that. And maybe you can like voice to that, that the harvest is, you thought it was one thing or you thought success was one thing. And then as you're walking in it, God does something else and you're like, oh my gosh, that looks so much different than I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. All yes. the time. And it's so much better. It is. It's way better than what we thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah. Way richer. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing like... And this is a question that I love asking this to people because I feel like it reveals so much of their personality. But like, what's a quality about Jesus that you find yourself focusing on or hoping that other people see in you? Um, well, it's funny because I was I read this question um, before this, and I was asking my design assistant Darby about like, what would you say? Yeah. And she and when her, she thinks of you. Yeah, because right? yeah. I think it's hard for me like to to come up with those things because like. Sometimes I don't know what I'm producing that looks like Christ. Right. Um, and not producing is oh, oh, probably the wrong word, but she was like, probably your realness. And I mean, I was super flattered when she said that. But I think the way that she worded it is, I don't change my verbiage around anybody. Like the way that I speak about Christ is equal in the way that I address every single person. So, and I think that was like a reflection of Christ. He didn't change his character of who he was because of who he was talking to. Oh, so um, and like, that's just something about me. Like when I, when you did say early, like wild and free, like mm-hmm. literally like I am so wild and free in Jesus. And I like, it was funny because um, I was talking to my pastor and he's like, wow, you're like a, you're an evangelist. Like I literally want to grab everybody by the wrist, whether they want to come or not and like usher them into heaven with me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. let's go. Like, <laughs> like I want yes. everyone to be in heaven with me, all my friends. Like it's like just the point of my life. Like every person that I meet, I say I drop a J-bomb. Like so good. And I'm just not ashamed of the name of Jesus. And like everyone that I know, you know, they're like, oh yeah, she talks about Jesus, you know, and I, but you know, it's making him like, he's not this like exclusive God. He's like right. the most inclusive. Or boring. No, he's so exciting. Like, yes. I'm like, if we don't see God as invigorating and refreshing and creative and wild and free and all this, we are so missing it. We really are. Because he's so exciting. And the Bible is super stacked with drama. Oh, it sure is, girls. It's Bert, Jerry Springer. It really is. And honestly, it's like, sometimes I feel like I'm watching, like, reading a soap opera. Oh, my gosh. And it's just so cool. Like, it's so funny. I, like, joke around. I feel like I'm high on Jesus. You know, I used to be high on drugs. Now I'm high on Jesus. High on Jesus. No, like, I really am. And I mean, I go through seasons where I feel like it's like, you know, there's like mountains and valleys. But, like, it's just, it's incredible. Like, the realness of God is just so good. And I love that. And you do that, by the way. You do you do radiate authenticity. And I think people feel, and I think that's really powerful because the reality is, is that, you know, we walk in the door and there's always a curation of who we think we should be when we walk in. But the minute we know that the person that we are walking in is inviting whatever we have and the pressure on our shoulders. And so we can just strip what that was and say, this is where I'm at. And this is what I'm walking through. I like success definitely, but intimacy, true relationship, like the gospel, like it can actually be lived out loud. I mean, that's yeah. relationship. Like relationship is not, Hey, let's get brunch. I mean, that's great. But like, if we're going to get together, like, let's talk about what matters. Yeah. You know I'm, what I mean? Uh, it, there's a quote. It's like, um, I have a fear of shallow waters. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I just like, I go deep. Same. And yeah. I'm <laughs> Will makes, my husband makes fun of me that he's like clear. We don't have to always talk like so. I'm like, I think I'm nervous to like, 
waste time or be uh, talking about like nail that. polish, which I mean, there's a time and space for that. 100%. You know, but also just like the intimacy and inviting that and, yeah. and allowing, and I think we all crave that, yeah, you know, um, sure. especially in our Instagram culture, which no shame in that. We both utilize that platform. For sure. I'm but just, blessed by it. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, finding like real friend, like friendships and things like that, I just think oh, yeah. it's always about like our approach to something intention yes like what is your intention with it and like that's what I try to do with my Instagram is like I do share all the time on my Instagram like I mean I have a breathalyzer in my car from my DUIs from 10 years ago and I'll share that I'm like have a breathalyzer you know and you know I think sometimes people can think on a screen it's like your highlight reel and everything's perfect but like every day I'm having to blow into my car you know and but how humbling is that it is but honestly I count it all joy and I use it as part of my ministry and like we sit there laughing at it he like humor into it hilarious you have to yeah because someone told I I got advice from someone else like you just have to laugh about it yeah I remember taking my friends we were thrifting it was the first time I went on a long distance (laughs) trip like 45 minutes with it and I had to blow into it like three times and like every Every time I passed it, we're like, whoa, like cheering. You know, it's just like there's hardships in life. And like being a Christian, there's going to be trials. Yeah. But it's like, how do you count it all joy? Right. And like, you know, some things are harder to find joy in. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just keeping it real. Yeah. When I think like, I, you know, that phrase like choose joy is so trendy. And, and yeah. you know, people say choose joy. And honestly, it kind of grinds on my nerves. Kind of like enjoy the journey. Yeah. I'm like, mm, okay, gag a little. But I'm also like, yes, you do have to choose joy. And that's one of those things where it's really easy to choose joy when joy is automatic and you're celebrating and you're on top of a mountain. Like, it's great. It's what you want it for. You're in, you're in the midst of an answer prayer. But what about when, like, it's really not? Yeah. And, you know, one thing I just wanted to you know, briefly ask you is like, well, through all this time with like COVID and, and you do a lot of traveling and you do a lot of photography and you do a lot of design work. And a lot of that is not in your hometown and that shifted and things changed for you. How did you find joy in the midst of a lot of adapting to that? And what does that kind of look like? Um, COVID's the, the period <laughs> of COVID for my business really stunk. Yeah. Um, and if I'm being a hundred percent real which you are with which I I try to be yes um I lost um all but one travel photography job and that's where I make like a big part of my income and also during COVID I was audited by the North Carolina Department of Revenue and it's not like I was like red flagged or I'd gotten in trouble they choose random businesses to audit and um they chose me and you know I was like have I done something wrong they're like no you're randomly chosen and I had not been doing taxes with the state in the way that I should have been and it wasn't because I was like hiding it I'm literally an artist and so like some of it was like I'm so creative I don't even know what you're asking me to do yeah yeah and so I ended up having to pay like a pretty large fee um and I struggled with it in the beginning because I was like okay number one I've lost literally all my photography jobs right um now I'm getting hit and having to pay back taxes um and it wasn't because like I was like being sinful with it. It was right. because I truly was like a creative and I'm like, but you know, yeah, figuring sales it out. Tax? Right. Um, and so walking through that, I had friends walk me through it and you know, I tried to just, and, and it's, I became friends with my auditor, which was strange. Of course you did. And I would just, talk to her and I would be like hey I'm like really praying through this and she's like well I'll pray for you too and I mean at the end of my audit me and her were saying I feel like Jesus taught me a lot through this and she's saying I think Jesus taught me a lot I mean who becomes besties with their auditor (laughs) that's so awesome me and at the end of it I was like okay God I sent the check off 
I said, render under Caesar what's due to Caesar. I sent the check and I swear my interior design business grew tenfold. And I gained like 12 new interior. I just got chills. That's so I gained cool. 12 new interior design clients. I mean, our business has boomed. We some we sometimes like truly can't even keep up with. We have to tell people, sorry, we can't take your consult until like November. Wow. You know, and it's just been such a blessing. And it was, I mean, during COVID, God taught me so much. And it was like really just like surrendering and, and making finances not an idol. Yeah. I mean, that's hard for me. I went through a season where, I mean, I would like, steal stuff from a grocery store right to right. where I became such a saver in this and so I had to give up part of that yeah and so and then God just was like all I needed you to do was sacrifice that and I promise like what the what what is it what the locust takes I'll t- bring back tenfold and so it really did and so I mean it was a huge hit but then a huge blessing yeah. so it's crazy how that can happen I didn't even know that and I love that you share that because I think it's it's just another example yet of this is not I'm not ashamed. It's going to look like right, but I'm going to show you my faithfulness in a new way that you haven't seen. You're going to have to give up something that you're not used to. Like, and even those things that we don't even realize that we've made idols is one of those words where I feel like too it seems so strong, but it's meant to be strong. Yeah. Because it's like you don't even a lot of times, and I'm good at deceiving myself. I don't know about you, but I'm like, no, this is how I am, and I'm like, no, no, no. You have definitely let this take the reins. You've definitely put put this this, before him. Yes. Yeah, and finance is one of those areas where, like, it's good to be hungry. It's good to have goals. And, you know, we both own our own business, so you have to have finances. But how tightly are you holding on? Yeah. You know, and how often do you... I was holding on tightly. Yeah. (laughs) And the Lord said, release. Yeah, exactly. In a big way. Right, right. And, you know, it's all fun and games until you have to write the check. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You know? And I wrote it with a grateful heart, and I felt so much peace about it. I mean, towards the end, I was like you know what? It's fine. And then it was a higher number than I thought. And I'm like, you know what, God it's going to be you got okay. You got and then it. I prayed and I said, okay, well I have a penalty. There was a penalty fee. Yeah. And I just was on the phone. I said, all right, Lord, like, and, and they took the penalty away. And I was like, oh, your faithfulness, you know, and I'm like praising God for taking away the penalty, but I'm still writing a big check. You know, it's just, it's just how we like look at it. You know, you know what it is too. And when I think about you, like I said earlier, imagine like your blonde hair, you're walking through this field, like the wild and free. But I also think too, it, uh, the constantness and it reminds me of David when he constantly said, Lord, what do I do next? Yeah. And the definition of our success, success is often going, okay, I'm not in this field alone. I am with the King of Kings. I am with also my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm also with the Holy Father who provides for me. And all I have to do is look at him. And I can be totally confused and bewildered and wherever I am and look at him and go, what do I do next? And then he guides me and I take the next step and that is peace. Yeah. And like, there's nothing richer no. than peace. And I feel like I can hear that over and over again, but it's like constantly like being reminded. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I know I've kept you for a long, and you actually have someone waiting on you for some design, some stuff going on with the... Yeah meetings and everything. We're good. I know you're important, but I did want to ask you before we close up, like what is, you know, the title of, or the name of this podcast is let's be clear. What like Carly page interiors, Carly summers, what do you want? What do you want to be known for? What do you want your life to be clear about? If you were to say, if someone were to say, gosh, I, you know, when I met Carly, this is what she was clear about. What is kind of your mission? What would that be? I mean, I think it's kind of what we talked about earlier. I mean, uh, being like such an evangelist type of spirit, like what I want to be clear about is that Jesus is, don't make me emotional. Yeah. He's for every single person. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter 
what you came through or what you walked through, like he is available to every single person. No, and, and the fact that he loved me just as much when I was living a life that was complete opposite of him, he loves me just as much then as he does now. It's the most refreshing thing. And I just want people to know that Jesus is the most inclusive king and he is so redemptive and he can take and make beauty from literally trash he can purify and yeah and that's what i felt like my life was before and so yeah just let's be clear that jesus is inclusive I and love he's for that. everyone he like i and i think you do that so well is that the mission is extending his family Whatever it takes from us, that's if it. You're in the fam. I need you're like, in it. You're in it. I'm like literally like it was funny. Someone gave me that picture. They're like, you literally grab people by the wrist, whether they want to come or not. That's like, incredible. We Let's go. Yes, because like if you know, if you know Jesus, and you know like heaven is really, and we really believe that the Bible is real, and these things are actually what they say they are. Why would we not? Yeah. grab people by the hand and be like, we got to run. It is good. Like, it is good stuff ahead. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Will you do that? Well, thank you. This was so fun. Literally. You were my blast. first one. So I was like, who can I get that is non-judgmental, that will not be like, wow, she's a rookie. And I feel like you're, you're a professional. Best. Oh, my gosh. Well, this was so fun. And I'm so grateful um, just for you being here and us doing this. and It was um, a huge blessing. I mean, I had a blast, and you are more than a professional. I felt like you owned this. So oh, my so God. Well, thank you. Look, I'm going to keep you in my pocket. Just Come on, Carly, girl. I'll bring her out. Well, look, if people want to find you, or know about you, or even you know possibly hear about your styling stuff. Where can they? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, just my Instagram at okay. Carlay Page. And yes, I did make my Instagram a long time ago, and I unfortunately can't change it. Yes, so there's an A. Threw in the me C- off. C A R L A Y P A G E. Um, yeah, I made it a long time ago. Do you remember that like British yes. video yes. with the little boys go Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> yeah. Carly. So <laughs> now I'm a, now I'm like of an interior designer and I get emails from magazines, Dear Carly. But you know, I just roll with it. You're like, look, if it's my personality, I had to go off mid you know, she had to be a little Not little everything off. can be, you know, t- you know, tightly packaged up yes. beautifully. So I love that. Okay, so we, well y'all, thank you um, for tuning in and hearing more about Carly and definitely go check her out. It will encourage you and inspire. And if you want the real deal, you should follow her. Um, and I'm just, yeah, so thankful for you and that we're friends in real life. Amen. Right. Yep. Extending his family day by day. All right. Love you. Thanks guys for joining. Um, as always, you can, um, share this if it encouraged you and subscribe. Um, but either way, I'm just glad you're here. I know that you're loved Bye, Jesus.